San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. You're on San Antonio Sports Star. You know how you know that? Because he's Rudy J. We don't do anything less than star. I'm Rob, that's James. Don't forget halftime, Michael Amenis, noon to two. Taking you into an all-star weekend. Four to seven, you got Joe Reinagle, Jason Minix, the legacy show that is the Blitz. And when we speak legacy, we speak about those that have been here a bit and one that's been around for quite a while. An OG, a beginner, a rock the mic champ, a blogging the boys editor, a fine man and father. His name is RJ Ochoa. Welcome aboard, my friend. It's great to be with you guys. Happy Friday morning. Uh, I'm particularly pleased and blessed to be around Rudy. Rob, I mean, great to be with you, of course. Uh, Pledge, likewise. But, but Rudy is the star, as you mentioned, Rob. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into this quickly. Do you follow, you know, RJ, I notice you're pretty good on the Twitters. You're, you're a, a social media guy. I'm hurt, RJ. Um, have you checked who you're following? Because the, one of the names you just mentioned, you're not following on Twitter. And I've been told by the kids that that's not a good thing to do. You know, uh, I really <laughs> never use Twitter. Uh, stop uh, it. Stop uh, it, RJ, I, right now. You stop it right you know, now. I, I, I will correct this right away. Uh, well, you know, as soon as I hang up. I'm not going to do anything else I'm on the phone. I wouldn't make a coffee or walk around or anything like that. I mean, so as soon as I, I take 100% of my attention off the phone call, I'm heading to TweetDeck and I'm writing this wrong. Hey, you know what? I thought we were gonna get to see that nice, that 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 good hair you had. I thought you were gonna be on Streamyard with us, but that's only for Minix. Well, we woke him you up. Know, well, no, we woke you I up. I'm even, kidding, bro. I'm kidding. It's I, it's ple- that's Pledge's fault. That one I'll throw Pledge <laughs> in the All right, RJ. Let's talk Cowboys. Let's talk Dallas Cowboys and the Don Vanetta article that broke a day before yesterday. Uh, on first glance, before we get into it, what are your thoughts about what you're hearing and seeing? I mean, obviously, um, this isn't a court of law. If it were, I know who I would call, Rob. Of course. Um, but um, but <laughs> it, it's a court of public. It's a court of public opinion, and, and um, within those realms, it does not bode well or, or look well or smile well on the Cowboys. If you know, if you're you know willing to believe Don, I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know Don personally. I mean, but I, I don't know why you wouldn't believe the reporting in here. Everything uh, reported was factual, at least. Um, it, it seems like there is an, a huge culture problem with the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I think every Cowboys fan, not that anyone has ever made light uh, of the situation in Washington, but I think every Cowboys fan kind of had this bare bones thought process like, you know, we may mm-hmm. suck, you know, we, we, we may disappoint, uh, we may be frauds, but we're not terrible human beings. Right. And, you know, you, you can't look yourself in the mirror and say that anymore. Wow. Um so what what do you think? I mean, you got your the pulse on this team better than anybody, RJ. What do you think comes of this? I mean, does it really change anything? Do we do we feel like? I mean, because again, in the interview yesterday, he said he's still going to be working on possibly working on this for a couple of weeks and more months. Maybe it's the tip of the iceberg. But does anything really change? Do we look at Jerry differently? Like, where do we go from here? You know, Rudy. To be honest, I mean, and this is the the disgusting reality of, of the NFL, of, of sports, maybe of life. Um, I don't think anything changes. Rich Darrenfield yeah. got to retire and, and, you know, he's out of the building and um, there's, as the report noted, all sorts of NDAs that have been signed. 
So nobody can talk about or comment on this. And, you know, next week, you know, Kyler Murray will demand a trade or, or something will happen that will, we'll uh, you know, it. push. Yeah, we'll, we'll sweep this under the rug and, and we'll be caught up in that, uh, you know, forever and ever. That will be the story of the week. And, and this this is just kind of a, a footnote. That's just kind of the way these things go. RJ Ochoa joining us. Uh, Rock the mic champ here at San Antonio Sports Star, but an editor with SB Nation's blogging The Boys, one of the guys that's running the place down there. And you've got one of your writers down there. Tom Ryle has an article on blogging The Boys on the the site right now dysfunction under the jones family is reaching a crescendo for the cowboys and what he did in the article was highlight you know something that i think we kind of glanced over in the, the grand scheme of the dallas cowboys we're very accustomed to controversy that's just the part and parcel of the cowboy way it's what jerry does to keep his name in the news but this year seemed like a relatively calm year uh, as opposed to those in the past well tom brought up the fact that we're, we're still we're dealing with a variety of things that we look at as minor, but other teams might have looked at as major. Like the McCarthy issue with Jerry right after the season was done. Do you view that as a, a growing feud from what you heard McCarthy say toward Jerry, about Jerry and the Sean Payton and the, the, Dan, Can, uh, the, the Dan Quinn in the building kind of? Did you see, feel like McCarthy was putting a fence around himself, backing away from me and Jerry, our best friends? There's some stuff that I didn't appreciate, and, this, and these were them. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, Wednesday morning, um, I I thought the Cowboys were, you know, I thought this season was, and I, I still think, but I, I thought this season was dead on arrival um, just, just because of, of the relationship that seems to exist between Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones. I thought the interview with Rich Eisen was calculated. Um, wow. I thought it was purposeful. I, I, don't, I really don't think that the Sean Payton thing bothers McCarthy. And I know Sean is, is you know, basically – openly saying how much he, he loves the Cowboys and, and wants to coach them. But, I mean, what you know, I, I think McCarthy understands, like, what can, what can Jerry do about that? Jerry did do his best at least to squash that. I think what bothers him is, is the way that Jerry hung him out to dry. You know, right. when Jerry first, right. first spoke to, uh, to the fan after the season ended for a season-ending interview, he refused to commit to Mike McCarthy. He was given many opportunities. He refused to, you know, confirm that he would be back for the 2022 season. He spoke, you know, very vaguely, said, I've got everybody under contract that I want under contract. And, and then the next week literally, you know, said that he was specifically vague about McCarthy so as to help keep Dan Quinn around. And so, I, I mean, I don't know anybody that that wouldn't bother. And, um, and, and you know, I, I think, you know, McCarthy is supposed to be this guy. He's supposed to be Bill Parcells. He's got a Super Bowl ring. He's he's right. climbed the mountain that this franchise can't. And I actually, in one way, respect McCarthy for, for kind of standing up for himself. But I'm also kind of, you know, unimpressed because, dude, you're supposed to walk taller than anybody else in this building. And we did kind of see that. You mentioned earlier in the season, Rob, there was a moment uh, when Miles Collins was first suspended. Jerry did his hit on the fan and said, well, Terrence Steele will be starting at right tackle. Right. And, like, because, because of the way they speak, like 10 minutes later, McCarthy's speaking publicly and says, we haven't decided who's going to be starting a right tackle. That's the guy I want to see. I want to see McCarthy take the reins here, but I, I really think that, that Jerry just kind of can't help but think out loud. He, he reminds me of Michael Scott's line of, you know, sometimes he starts a sentence and he doesn't know where it's going and he just figures it out. And he, he can't help himself. I mean, he has to find ways to, to keep his team in the mix. And, you know, in a month or two, Forbes will announce that they're the most valuable sports franchise in the right. world again. And, and so he'll have that success while, while the Cowboys kind of sit and toil in all this funk. RJ, has Dak earned the right to give his opinion on personnel decisions? I think so. But, I mean, to be clear, I think Derek Carr has the right to you know, <laughs> have an influence on personnel decisions. Okay. And, you know, if you're, if you're the quarterback, if you've signed a, a, a second contract with a team, you know, 
you deserve to have the right. I mean, you're, oh, okay. you're the guy running. I mean, and I, I don't think that means like, you know, Dak can walk into the war room and say like, right. these 10 guys make it happen. But I do believe he's a tiebreaker of sorts. I do believe it's a, you know, how does, how does this guy's route fit your eye? Like, I think those things are contextual. So like things like something like, hey, hey, Dak, Gallup, Wilson, we can't keep them both. Like stuff like that. You know, I I would I would hope that Dak actually has that voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's a that's a critical decision. To, Huge, because they're mean, both UFAs, aren't they? They're both unrestricted, right. right? Okay. And you know, but you know, Dak is, is buddies with everybody, and that's been like his thing, and that's a great you know calling card, and it's awesome. But okay, Dak, you know, you you are buddies, but you're the prefect of the school. You know, like you you're the class president. Like, yeah, you you're in the mix. You get to go to lunch with everybody, but you also have a higher amount of responsibility. You also have to be able to make some objective decisions. And I don't think we're able to, to see that from him. And I think that that's most evidenced by by the fact that Zeke is used so much because Dak and Zeke are boys. I mean, and I, I'm not saying that's the only reason Zeke is used the way he is, but I mean, Dak Dak's got to get comfortable cutting people loose. I mean, that's that's part of leadership, and we hear all about how great of a leader he is. We're joined by RJ Torre blogging the boys. Um, the the question I asked Rob yesterday, RJ, was you know, there's this the narrative is this was disappointing because there's the talent. Now, when you watch the Final Four and then you watch the Super Bowl, is it? Do you feel like, hey, this team is a coach away because it's talent? Is this team is talented enough to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I think I think you can make an argument that maybe you know, and, and by talent, you know, maybe they have more Pro Bowlers than the Bengals. Maybe, maybe they'll have more All Pros than the Bengals. Like, okay. and maybe that's how people define talent. But I mean, I. They're they're frauds. I mean, I I hate to use that word, but they they are, you know we 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 love to sit here and we love to say like oh man, well, imagine this offense. You know, it's Dak right. and Amari, and and it's like just because we know their names doesn't mean that, that they are superstars. Bingo! Um, I totally and, agree, RJ. And and that happens. I mean, that's that's the cowboy effect. But I mean, you know, and and the reason you, you talked about the season being disappointing, th- there is there is always regression to the mean and that works positively and negatively. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, the Cowboys were two and seven in one possession game. So it was, you know, it Mm. made sense that there would be some regression to the mean. You're, you're, you know, I love them. You're not going to get double digit interceptions from Trayvon Diggs. You're not going to get 13 sacks from Micah Parsons. Those, those outliers aren't going to exist in all likelihood next season. And you had that, you had all of that and you pissed it all away. And I think the reason the season is so disappointing is because they are frauds, like that's their disposition. In past years, we've, we've had a, a, a line to cope with. Des caught it. I mean, if, if they rule that right, man, you know, we move on, whatever, and we can hang our hat on that. Oh, third and 20, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't hit Jared Cook and the, the field goal is by Mason Cosby, you know, we were robbed or whatever. There's nothing. There's nowhere to hide. There's no excuse. It's just we were frauds. We were exposed. We are not as good. We are not will. We, we can't get in the pit with somebody else and outwork them. We're we're mm. soft, and there's there's no point of objectivity that you can point to to dispute that right now. Okay, so given that, given the situation that we find with talent, where while we know names, the talent might not be with the name, where we we hear, uh, you know, the, the the coaching staff is in flux. The coaches, you know, little upset with the owner, and we haven't even begun free agency. Then we look at free agency and the way that the Cowboys have traditionally handled free agency and what we've seen be successful with the teams like the Rams. The Cowboys use free agency to plug a hole. They figure out everything they've got, and the last thing they do is go sign a free agent. 
And that's basically a Stephen Jones idea, I believe. Would you like to see the Cowboys a little bit more active on the free agent market, bringing somebody in instead of trying to to draft and save money for the big three? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been screaming that for a long time. You know, the, the Cowboys have um, sort of at times gone after notable names. I'd say the most notable name they went after, not that this is a good thing, uh, in the last decade was Greg Hardy. But, right. but he, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't a big name. He, he obviously was available for a reason, uh, a horrible reason. But the last big name, big contract, you know, like at, at 3 p.m. Eastern on the deadline when it hits and Adam Schefter tweets out the barrage of deals that are happening, the last time the Cowboys were in that sequence was literally a decade ago when they signed Brandon Carr from the Kansas City Chiefs. And mm. that spooked them. And, and you're right, Rob. They plug holes, and they all they want to do is raise their floor in free agency so that when they go into the draft, it's not we have to walk away with a corner or we have to right. walk away with an edge rusher. Right. They just want to raise their floor, and that just isn't going to work. I mean, like, and I, I don't know any other way to, to prove it than, you know, the you know galactic mountain of evidence that is their mediocrity for the last quarter century. And so – I, I would love to see that. I would love to see them be aggressive in, you know, last year we talked about trading for Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, not, mm-hmm. they're not willing to, to part with guys. You know, a year ago was you cannot trade Michael Gallup. You cannot trade. And not that, you know, I mean, his injury is unfortunate, but they do not want to break up with dudes. They do not want to. If you've got a guy with one year left on his deal and you know you're stingy enough to where you don't want to pay him, do something about it. Get something for him now. I mean, you know, Vaughn Miller is going to get paid by somebody. Odell is going to get paid by somebody. And next year, the Rams are going to get some compensatory picks for that. I mean, there is some forward-level thinking happening in other front offices that is absent at the start. Mm, wow. Great point. And I think that, that concept of your family, we don't let you go unless you absolutely force us to or you leave of your own volition. And you can see that all the way up to Dalrymple. I mean, it, it, that's just how the Cowboys do business, and it might end up being Jerry's downfall. I also think, RJ, it's funny. We told Jerry for years you can't buy a Super Bowl, and then the Rams went and bought one. I mean, the Rams bought – you know, Von Miller has been on two teams that bought one. I mean, you know, the Broncos bought one a few years ago. You know ago. what? They, they the did. Where T.J. Ward, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I mean, they had a, a handful. Peyton Manning. I mean, that was a, a team, you know, largely built um, out of free agency. And you know, and, and the Rams do have a lot of homegrown talent. I think that 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 element to their roster gets overlooked, but because of the big splash moves. But that's that's the thing. Like that's that's the true point of discontent. At least I've reached. Is you said it, Rudy. Jay will come out and say, there's nothing I wouldn't do. There's, there's no, you know, mountain I wouldn't move, whatever. Then, right. Okay, so, so to recap, Jerry, you, you brought the entire staff back. You made no changes. You know, so, like, the, the actions aren't meeting the, the point here. You know, mm-hmm. they love to say that. We would do anything. We would hire anybody. We would do whatever. And, and not, I mean, Rob, you mentioned how they, they really, you know, they don't S or, or they don't get off the pot. They really just kind right. of, you know, they, they sit there on their phone with a magazine until it finally happens. And, and look at the way they, they've handled contracts. And that was in Tom's article. Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, Demarcus Lawrence, they all won against Stephen Jones. They all waited until past the 11th hour, and Stephen blinked first. And they lo- and if Stephen were proactive in that, you know, people are sitting here saying, well, if Dak didn't count for $40 million against the cap space, on and on and on and on. Well, if Stephen Jones was a forward-thinking front office executive, he would be on the books for $30 million a year. But Mm. but he tried to win, and he didn't, and so these are the consequences of his actions. Don't blame Dak for being smart financially. Blame Stephen for not understanding how the game goes. 
Well said. He is RJ Ochoa. That's why you go to Blogging the Boys and you listen to San Antonio Sports Star. Always good to talk to you, my friend. RJ, have yourself a good weekend. We look forward to seeing you and the good fam soon. You guys, too. My power rankings of most handsome people on this show, Rudy, Rob, Pledge. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> I also hear that Rudy J is a great follow on Twitter. You might want to check that Don't out as well. That, he is RJ Ochoa, the blog and the boys. You know it. Already Thanks, follow RJ. him.